This week on the Bamcast. Oh, you're trying to help? Fuck you. What match? We're in. All right, welcome to the Bamcast. Hey, Bamcast. Episode 294. That is a number. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed. More than last time. So I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. And Chuck's out this week. Yes. Sorry, Chuck fans. <laughs> yes. Sorry, Chuck fans. Yes. Stick with us, though. Sorry, Chuck fans. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Mr. Chuck fans, and also fans of Chuck. Yes. But Chuck Ripken Jr. finally decided to miss a game. Yeah. Um, anyway. He did have the current longest streak going. <laughs> yeah, I think so, yeah. Did he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because Harlow went out of town, so he missed, yeah. he missed a few. We broke into his house and recorded clandestine yep. episodes. Yep. Have I missed one? Uh, it's been a while yeah. since I've missed one. Okay. Yeah. To be but fair, yes. Chuck, it's been like three years. Yeah. So I've probably missed one since then. Yeah. Me, I've missed. Oh yeah, because I go. In, well, no. In my vacation, we did we not do an episode? Oh, we did. Last we just time didn't tell you about it. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's fine. <laughs> we didn't put it on the internet. Right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. We, we, we recorded it just one for in the us. Bank. Yeah. What are we doing? We usually have a whole thing we do in the beginning. Anyway, I'm sorry. Let me, let me tell you what I'm we sorry. do. Let me, in case you're still with us, like what we do each and every episode of the Vampcast is, you know, we go ahead and we watch ourselves a quote unquote bad movie. Come in here and mm-hmm. talk about it for the first half. Yep. And we rate them. Good bad movies, enjoyable bad movies. They get one to five jocks, as in robot jocks. Robot Hooray, jocks. robot jocks. Indeed. But the bad bad movies, they get a negative sliding scale, one to five bags, as in douchebags after Twilight. Boo. Yeah. Boo indeed. Don't like it. So here we are. We find ourselves not only in a theme year of 1990 movies, but a theme month, Coptober. Coptober. Contained within the 1990 realm, leaving us <laughs> with more co- more <laughs> cop movies than you'd think, but <laughs> maybe maybe less good ones than we thought. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so we did uh, Cop Target, 1990. Cop uh, Target. Cop really? From 1990? Target. Huh. Yeah. Who to thunk? Uh, me. Yeah. Uh, let me read a quick plot summary because we're going we're we're to talk about this. Good. It's, That's what it's, we do it's, in the first it's half. A, it's a movie. And we rate it. Farley Wood is, a, is hired to escort a rich widow of a DEA agent and her kid to the tropical island of San Cristobal. The widow needs protection from a gang of international terrorists and her escort soon suspects that the deceased husband was involved in dirty drug dealings. Dirty deeds done cheap. Yeah. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, terrorists, yes. I mean, because of their actions. But, I mean, I believe their original, their day job, their original job was just straight up drug dealers. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess they become terrorists when they get into kidnapping and that sort of thing. Yeah. I, well, I mean. Yeah. Terrorism is really sort of part and parcel to the drug trade sometimes. Sure. So, sure. Yeah. I, I don't know. Their primary, their primary employment is drug dealing. Yeah. Carteling. Yeah. That's what they put on their. Their W two, yes, right. <laughs> like they're just drug dealing, drug dealing, right? Terrorism, eh, it's more of a side thing, right? It's yeah. sort of a job duty that falls under mm-hmm. drug dealing. Yeah, they're on call for for terrorism, <laughs> right? Yes. Well, once, I mean, like I, once a once a month they yeah, have to. They, take they don't a even weekend. like okay. they don't even really like moonlight as terrorists. It's no? just it's, it's just, just part of the job duties oh, under oh, drug dealing. Okay, is yeah. dealing drugs. Sure. Murdering rivals, yeah, right. it, it really, terrorism. Mm-hmm. It depends on who they're sending their CV to. Do they tailor <laughs> right. it to towards exactly. terrorism right. or towards drug dealing? If you they're know. looking for a new job. But most people kind of stay in the line, you yeah. know. So. Yeah. Yeah, just under skills. They just put <laughs> right. drug dealing. They put it on their Subterfuge, cover letter. Subterfuge, terrorism. 
I excel at the terrorism yeah. part of my job mm-hmm. and look forward to terrorizing with your organization as well. <laughs> what <laughs> would you say your biggest yeah. weakness is? <laughs> I don't terrorist enough. <laughs> sometimes I sometimes I've been known to explode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm really I'm a little too dedicated yeah, to my terrorism right. sometimes. My, I'm just yeah. I'm too much of a terror perfectionist. I'm too, I'm too vengeful. <laughs> <laughs> I strike a little bit too much terror into people's hearts. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so um, that's cop target. Yeah. Uh, so Farley Farley Wood. Um Played by Robert Ginty, who yeah. somehow has not been in a Bamfcast movie yet. He seems like a guy that would be in a Bamfcast movie. Yeah. But, I uh, mean he's uh he's in like the Exterminator, Exterminator Two, and mm-hmm. some other stuff. Yeah, he was on some TV show in the seventies. Yeah, uh, we 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 went like half the movie trying to describe what he looks like. If you're not familiar with who he is, he's, I guess, for most people, he's a mix between like the face of Roddy Piper and the hair of De- uh, John Larroquette. Yeah, and then a he little also, bit of like Patrick Duffy thrown in there. Yeah, a little Patrick Duffy, and ah, uh, this guy he plays a dumpy cop on something. I said he looks a lot like Martin Donovan, who was, um, he played like the FBI agent on Weeds. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you look at him, he looks mm-hmm. a lot like this dude, but especially now the older he gets, but yeah. I don't know. And it's, oh, go ahead. Uh, it, no, I'm, this is me trying to get to a, <laughs> to a name. So if you ever watched House, there was a cop who was trying to, like, who was sick, who was like trying to bust House's balls for something, like for the pills and everything. And that cop uh, is the guy that I'm thinking of, but I can't remember his name. God damn it. I've never watched House. Neither have I. Sorry. Oh, well. Um, I guess one thing to note, it's directed by Umberto Lenzi, mm-hmm. who did uh, Cannibal Ferox, which is one of the more notorious cannibal films. And he did old Giallo and other stuff. And it's like, this feels way out of his element when you look at his filmography. Sure. Yeah. You know, like, like this is not the type of thing that he was known for, especially like an English speaking cop movie. Well, he directed it, it says on IMDb as Humphrey Humbert. <laughs> Humphrey Humbert. <laughs> yes. huh? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's, this is a weird movie. Yeah. David Morse. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I know who he is. Um, yeah. Uh, the only other he person. Hack. <laughs> yeah. His most famous r- role. That's right. Hack. Hack. Um, the other, the only other person that you probably recognize in this is uh, Charles Napier um, from uh, everything. Yeah, like, you, you know what Charles Napier yeah, looks like. like. What Rambo um, Every, and stuff. Everything. Yeah, everything. Yeah, all kinds of stuff. Anyway, um, yeah. So this movie. Um, so don't we start with him just like foiling a crime, right? Like yeah. randomly, uh, he happens to see uh, a guy beating that's right. a prostitute. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I think we need to talk about the car real quick because we get sure. a, a shitload of establishing shots. Mm, yeah. They establish the fuck out of this car. The one thing they don't establish very well is where we are. I mean, it took us a while to realize we were in Miami because, like, they're very cagey with, like, showing you where you are and also license plates. For, like, the beginning of the movie, I was like, where the fuck are they? I think, I'm pretty sure this is Florida, but is this Miami? Because, like, it almost looks like Orlando, except the skyline's mm-hmm. wrong. Yeah. yeah, they somehow managed to avoid showing that car, or showing, like, <laughs> any the back place. of yeah. any yeah. cars for... A little what? too long. And they don't bother to have, like, the, hey, here we are. But but his right. car... Uh, his car is a 1980 Chrysler LeBaron, I think. Sure. And it is Beat the shittiest hell. example of a 19... It's At this point, it's only 10 years old, but it looks like... 
like it looks like it's been sideswiped a couple dozen times and it's not like crunched up necessarily anywhere it's just got a bunch of scrapes like, and scrapes and and well, rust well, and, like right away i mean we see this drive down the street and like wow what is, what is up with this car it's a that's a shit box and then like it doesn't take him very long he witnesses a crime he witnesses some guy roughing up a lady in a abandoned lot and kind of like careens over there to, to intervene and uh, he careens to intervene I like that. Yeah. and uh but he takes out the fence a little bit and it's like mm-hmm. oh that's why his car is all scraped to shit he's just <laughs> yeah, always running it. he doesn't care he doesn't care and he's running it through he was like stuff. all of us in high school yeah it's like i paid 300 dollars for this car right so yeah i'm gonna kinda, get my money he worth. doesn't like like you know movie style bust through a chain link fence gate just but knocks he, it out he of just the knocks way, it out yeah. of the way but i don't know this, this just serves like you know g- guy that was roughing up the lady just takes off and he like thinks he's gonna shoot him for a second and he's like ah no and then goes to deal with the lady, and it's it's a guy in drag, and I guess the implication is he's a prostitute mm-hmm. and well, got it, drugs, and because yeah, he, yeah, he searches cocaine. his searches his person, like he's got drugs, and he's like, all right, you know what to do, we're getting in the car. And basically, the the guy, lady, whatever, I don't know, I don't know how he identifies, he's a movie character. Um, he, <laughs> he uh, basically is like, you know, cries his way out of the ticket. Essentially, he's like, you know, mm-hmm. look, I'm, I, you know, you don't know what it's like in on the street. Yeah. And finally, he's just like, and all right, he makes fine. a very a very salient point says. You know what they're going to do to me if right. you put me in prison. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, and he's also like, "Well, I'm just I'm not doing anything bad out here. I'm just doing my thing." Yeah, he's right. like, uh, all right. Yeah, uh. <laughs> like the guys was like, you know, like if you ever, it's just kind of funny because like this kind of establishes um, how much Farley is just like real laid back because I mean this is 1990. You know, it was still he. Al- I'm just saying, like the guy like basically comes on and is like, "Hey, you know, if you're ever lonely, like you know, look me up." Or he's like. Thanks. All right. Mm-hmm. See you later. I appreciate the offer. Uh, stay off the street. Goodbye. Bye. Yeah. yeah. Stay off the street. Stay in the clean. Dope. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Finger guns. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then he gets back to uh, he gets back to the precinct uh-huh. and, and, and and like so many of our cop movies, it's like, hey, we know you have this daily job where you're just kind of a beat cop in a city, but. We want you to go to a foreign country because that happens all the time yeah. to, well, to stri- standard street cop non-detective. Well, dudes. he like they further establish like how just how much he's like I don't really give a shit because they're like hey uh, you were supposed to be here like hours ago and also the chief wants to see you I covered for you again mm-hmm. and the chief explains that like eh, you're all I have that I can really spare yeah for this assignment. So, yeah, essentially just, you know, a bodyguard mission to go to this island and watch this lady. I don't think he mentions the kid, but she's, you know, got a kid too. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so he, you know, sees the address and he's like, oh, it must be pay nice to be a diplomat or I know this plot somewhere he said DE agent. I don't, I can't really, I think it was like a, he was a DE agent working for the yeah, embassy or something. Yeah, he was a DE agent yeah, for sure. Like but... working for the embassy. I don't, I don't know. But yeah. like they, they talk about the embassy and, and, Envoy and all this mm-hmm. stuff like that a lot, but I don't know. Anyway, so like he's like looks at Andrew, like oh, it must pay nice, and goes there. And like there's a doorman. I mean, this place looks like a hotel. Well, and hmm? before he goes there, he goes home. He, he, oh, that's right. For, he, so yeah, sorry. He, yes, Freddy, yes, he asks. He asks yeah. because first he, he wasn't going to go because he has dolphin tickets, and that, yeah. that's where we're like finally, all right, Miami. Yeah, uh-huh. but he's he's like, no, you got to be on the plane at like three. Go get her now. Yeah. And he's like, well, can I go home first and get some clothes? And he's like. Yeah, yeah, fine. So he goes home and he looks for Arthur, his cat. Mm-hmm. He's like, Arthur, where are you, Arthur? And we're like, oh man, it's going to be a puma or something awesome. Right. 
because this guy's that kind of guy who would have a fucking puma or like a, a lynx big in his lizard. house. Yeah, or a pet yeah. alligator. Like, yeah, a pet yeah. alligator. <laughs> Crocodile. No, I it's just that a, would be a little bit cliche if they did that. But yeah, but it's just a standard ass cat. It's a cool looking cat. However, what he has for his standard ass cat is the world's biggest automatic cat feeder. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's made out of several household electronic <laughs> components. I'm trying to think, like, shape and size-wise, what would it be? I mean, it's... It's like... It's like three large 80s microwaves big. Well, that, yeah, it's like the size of, like, a like a waist-high curio cabinet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Except it's all metal and has grating on part of it, and then it's got a bunch of... A bank of lights that are all different colors, <laughs> and it's got two little doors in the bottom left and right, one of which dispenses the food... I, and one of which dispenses water. I'm pretty sure someone who, if there are people out there that know like the whole Umberto Lindsay catalog, they probably tell us that it's either something that was from one of his previous movies or one of his friends or something. You know what I mean? Because like this prop has no business being in this movie. No, there's no. no way they constructed it for this movie. No, and it's but they take like a long time with it for no reason, just to you know fill in some time because mm-hmm. or somebody was like, hey, I I'm like. I just had a bunch of spare time, and I like playing with electronics, and I built this. Or something. It's so out of place. It just lights up. I mean, everything else is like... The only thing that it is is like a big silver box with some lights on it, because everything else... I mean, there's there's a shot where, like, a door slides up in the the bottom, and, like, you can almost see it's a hand pushing it out. (laughs) But, like, a bowl comes out, like, with already, like, some, you know, wet cat food in it, and then another door on the other side opens up, and, like, bowl slides out, and, like, you know, water fills a little bit into it. Not fills, but a little bit comes out, and... And it just carefully it, it, it just, the water. It just lingers on it and makes this mm-hmm. like you know it has a scale no- noise as the as the uh, lights yeah. So I don't know. That's just it. That's that's really that that's the end but of we that. We were just like they spent a good minute. Oh yeah, showing this thing feeding sure. the cat. Yeah, and and that's when we were like, man, we are in for something. It's something insane here. Yeah, and it continues continues to be fun for a while, except yeah. for. Like so, he goes to the goes to this lady's uh, building, and like I said, it's like it's basically a hotel lobby because the doorman and the extravagant lobby that it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, "Oh, she'll be down in thirty minutes." And he's like, oh, "Really, thirty minutes? All right, where can I buy some cigarettes? Because I'm out." And he goes to a store, and this this establishes the he's just browsing this little uh, little bodega convenience store type mm-hmm. place, and um, like this just establishes wherever he goes, uh, violence will break out guaranteed within mm-hmm. a matter of few minutes because. Like four dudes come in to rob the place, like not just a simple holdup. Like four yeah. guys come in to rob this grocery store. Four guys and, with guns, and they're yelling at the cashier and yelling at other people. Like they grab an innocent bystander and put a knife to her throat and like you know do anything, and she dies. And and rather than just like let this happen or whatever, he has to cop it up and you know like pulls a gun and mm-hmm. shoots the dude like that has the cash register at gunpoint. Um, thankfully, the guy with the knife just drops it and tries to run and. The other guy just runs. I think he does. He maybe there's only three, but yeah, uh, there's only three. Okay, but anyway, like so, he he gets outside and uh, is threatening to shoot one of the guys that's trying to get on a motorcycle and get away, and just shoots the motorcycle tire. And about that time, a regular patrol car comes up, mm-hmm. and and he's like, "Here, you guys get the collar. I'm busy anyway, and I owe you." Yeah, one. I'm on special assignment. Yeah, I owe you one. So here, this is yours. And there's a dead, there's a body inside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Makes, you can deal I with fucking, the paperwork. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking murdered that guy. You take care of it. Yeah, it's yours. Clean up um, on aisle three. Yeah, am I right? But then, like, he gets back to the building. <laughs> like, he gets back to this lady's building. She's standing outside with her daughter, uh, 
giant pile, like a comical, you know, uh, Princess, uh, <laughs> what's her name, Vespa or whatever, from Spaceball yeah, yeah, size exactly. of luggage, like piled up there. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, first you were early and now you're late. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. And the thing is, he doesn't pull rank on her and just be like, yeah, I just fucking killed a guy and stopped a murder, you know, stopped a robbery. Or your doorman said 30 minutes and I've been gone yeah. five. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So, I, I don't know. But, like, just but right off the bat. Kind of this the, starts off he, yeah. with her just being yeah. a bitch. Yeah. I mean, there's no other way to describe there, it. There isn't. And it's not, this is not, like, a misogynistic thing. She's just awful. Yeah. She is terrible. Like, really, throughout most of the entire movie, she, like, redeems herself for five minutes where she acts like a human. Does she? Yeah, but it's weird. Well, not, not, not even that. I mean, like, like, there's, like, one point where she's, like, genuinely upset about the events of it. Yeah. Like, but, like, she yells at him, and he's just like, okay yeah he's like i don't want to be here either yeah so it's like well i'm whatever. just here to make sure you're safe and like they get they get down to where they are like it just kind of quickly does the like we're traveling and now we've mm-hmm. landed and like they're at the airport and uh a guy from the island is now greeting her and he's basically just like she's like deal with my luggage you know kind of mm-hmm. attitude towards him and and he's just like seriously he's like looking around like having the conversation with nobody except for mm-hmm. the camera just like really what you know what am i i'll handle the bags here you go on ahead mm-hmm. and uh I, I don't know like just to jump ahead a little bit because like this movie kind of doesn't go many places for no. a while um she just continues it like they get into the room and like just immediately she's like you know i don't i don't remember she's just she's just yeah, being well, awful she goes me. like why don't you order some room service yeah. for us and get this done and he's like I'm a cop sent here to protect you. I'm not your fucking butler. Yeah, I mean, that that was like, all right, I hate you, because anyone that's actually ever ordered room service, there's really not anything easier. I yeah. mean, you pick up a phone, and you push one button, and you tell them what food you want to eat. <laughs> then they bring it to your room and serve you yeah. completely in your room. Right. You can be wearing a bathrobe with nothing on under it and have a full dinner brought to you. Yeah. And you know what? There's a reason why room service is considered like one of the top of treats of ways to pamper yourself. Yeah. And she can't order it. And she can just charge it to the room. I know. Because the government is paying for the room. (laughs) That's the thing. She's not even paying for being in the presidential suite. You're honestly yelling at someone to order room service for Mm -hmm. you? Like, what? (laughs) Yeah. And then then she's like, well, do you have any family? He's like, kind of. I have a cat. And then the girls meet like... I don't have a cat, Mom. Why can't I, I have, have a, cat. a cat? I don't have any friends, and I'd like yeah. a cat friend. And he's like, yeah, well, if you're lonely, it's nice to have a cat. Yeah. When, I, you're, when your mom's a complete like, bitch <laughs> who won't let you do anything fun and hates you secretly. Right. She won't tell you, but she hates you. I'm mm-hmm. telling you this, little girl. Yeah. She hates you. She's been so angry. She's that's been why angry she won't give you a cat. For roughly nine or ten yeah. years. <laughs> because a cat might make you happy, so yeah. she's yeah. denying you that. But yes, he does bond with the little girl. Yeah, and then like she gets angry about that too. She's like she's just kind of looking over, like yeah, I can't like, believe you're actually. Don't, don't you talk? Why to are that? you making her smile? But yeah, um, th- so that's over, and then cut to like next day, and like right off the bat, this establishes like she's perturbed at the idea of having, uh, like oh that was the other thing, like when they first get to the hotel room, like they've got a suite, and he's like uh, just wait out here in the hallway, I'm going to sweep the room, and, and yeah. she's just like. <sighs> <laughs> yeah like i mean just like all she her, is so annoyed all three out the beginning it's like sweeping the room this first. guy is like here to protect you and she could not be more annoyed by the whole thing yeah 
and like cut to i mean more things happen but yeah she's gambling in the casino yeah. guy comes up and says hey you're real lucky in some aspects yeah because she's you? she's picking the single number in roulette and hitting every time yeah. like f- she's like, like four in a four row. in a row and it's like no <laughs> like, yeah no no yeah anyway yeah, it's rigged yeah <laughs> so um so like that happens and it establishes this kind of creepy guy who's hovering mm-hmm. around her well so to the next day they're they're out they they decide to go out to the beach mother and daughter are out on the mm-hmm. beach uh sunbathing daughter's like hey you know can i walk around and act like a normal human for a minute few minutes she's like ah, fine <laughs> and so the girl's like walking around the beach and talking to random people and like starts to try yeah. to you know play with another girl and like the whole time we're kind of watching like boats kind of getting rolled mm-hmm. uncomfortably close to the shore and no one seems to care. Yeah. And at the same time, he's trying to order a Coke, but they only say they have Pepsi and they'd spend like all this time on him ordering a drink. Mm-hmm. Like, like purposely- was he trying to order a Coke for the girl? No. Uh, well, maybe himself. Maybe. I don't know. Well, but they did. She way. did ask if she could have a Coke. And right. I, I don't know if you would have heard that, but whatever it mm-hmm. maybe possibly. I, I was wondering. We'll go with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this boat's creeping up and basically, four guys jump out of the speedboat with guns like doing yeah. the like nom like you know hold the gun out of the water thing because they jump <laughs> yeah. into like waist deep water and like i'm like no again nobody is watching this like if we're if boats were this close to the shore at the mm-hmm. beach people would be like why are they why are they this yeah, close at like, a we're, resort like this, yeah, yeah yeah and like they don't no one reacts until they start firing wildly into the air yeah and then everyone it just becomes chaos and they send like no less than like fifteen dudes. There was like like five to bunch six, of guys, five yeah. to eight guys. Yeah, there were like each three boat. boats full of guys, yeah. and like they jump out, guns you know, just firing wildly up into the air and firing uh, all of their guns. Well, no, they yeah, start off by throwing a grenade onto the beach. Yes, that's true. Well, that's what makes that everyone go. That's no, not their opening salvo. Yeah, it is. I didn't know they were vacation. Was it a grenade? Yes. I thought they just shot a bunch. No, they tossed because the grenade a, out, and that's when everyone went. Oh, what? Oh. Oh, they're serious. They and then they just shooting, started gunning people I, Maybe down. people just roll up on the beach and guns in this place all yeah. the time. And apparently this place had people, like, that, the guys that suddenly run out in uniforms and suddenly are shooting sure. at yeah. them. Terrible. Like, you but know, they were pretty yeah. late getting out there. Oh, yeah. Uh, well. And they died instantly. Yeah. Yeah. But. So, like, this whole, like, crazy chaos is happening and, like, a chopper swoops in. And basically all these, these guys are going for is the girl, the little mm-hmm. girl. And they like they literally rip her out of her mother's arms as well, they're yeah. both screaming. Well, she and the mom don't even run; they just cower behind like a, well, a deck chair. Well, or they did this like it. they did this not very well shot sequence where like you know it was like girl was pinned on the other side of the beach with gunfire and everything, mm-hmm. and she was afraid to run back to her mom. And but when she finally does dramatically, like oh okay, you know I've got to run back to mom. Yeah. And then they actually just like come over and like literally grab her away, and mom's just like like fighting back, but not like enough <laughs> yeah she's not hysterical enough for what's happening yeah um and and at the same time uh our the farley farley is running around like he's killed like three or four people oh yeah and and then he's like aiming he's trying to aim at the guys who are taking the girl away and mm-hmm. gets shot in the arm yep shot in the arm yep and so he he kind of is like oh fuck and yeah i mean he, he does the whip around like oh yeah. you know even getting grazed it, it Pushes them back and knocks them down a little bit. Yeah. And that's when they throw the girl in the helicopter, take off. Uh-huh. She comes over to him and goes, this is all your fault. <laughs> How did you let this happen? You were supposed to protect us. Yeah. And we are all like, fuck <laughs> you. Yeah. We were already there. And this, fuck this you. pushed us so over the edge. Yeah. You didn't stop 15 people with machine guns, yeah. with your handgun, and it's all your fault. I, Despite her being annoyed by everything he's doing. I, oh, I, it made me so... 
I said, oh, I hated her so much. I, I, my, my reaction was like, she's not a wet blanket. She's a smallpox blanket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how bad she is. Yes. She's just the worst. And like, he's just immediately like, don't worry. Whatever's going to happen. I'm going to, I'm going to get your girl back. She's just like, immediately. And she goes, no, no, I don't need your help. Uh, local police. Yeah. So they meet up with the local police, and the local the police chief is. Don't worry, we have everything taken care of. Stay out of it. Go away, please. He's dressed like Pablo Escobar. Yeah, it's like I was like, and then when he like he takes off his hat, you know, I mean, he's he's dressed like a he's fucking police pimp. Yeah, he is. Like, I mean, Mm. yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, he Um, couldn't be any shadier. Yeah. Let's just put it that way. He right. could not be any shadier I mean, than like he is. Like all white linen suit, the like Panama Jack hat, yeah. and like takes it off. He's like, "Hello, I am Rodriguez, the police commissioner uh-huh. or chief or whatever." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> like I was like, "What?" And he, you know, he's got a crony, and they, I don't know, just for a while the movie goes back and forth. Yeah, and like, they just and they nonchalantly like, "Oh, are you shot?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah. it grazed me, but you know." And he's like, "Well, we don't want you to bleed out on our beach. Yeah, it's, it's bad, bad for, for tourism. tourism. Yeah, yeah. Not mentioning." Guys driving up in boats and machine gunning all the tourists is probably not good for tourism either. Nah. Just want to throw that out there, guys. I think he's making a point that he doesn't care about that. Yeah, but still. I, I think he's making a yeah. Yeah. He's a shady motherfucker. He he is. Uh so they kind of go back and forth like um Farley begins kind of investigating and like it's the kind of standard thing of like you don't have any jurisdiction here stop trying to mm-hmm. meddle so he's kind of like he basically doesn't trust anybody at yeah. this point he's like I'm gonna get the girl back because you know she's nine years old she's completely innocent I mean I trust her because she's yeah. probably not bad everyone else I don't trust because like he starts investigating and I think like, is it right away where his like one of his first moves is to go tap her phone. I mean, I mean, I don't think it's very far uh, into the whole investigation. It's a little bit. It's a little bit of a ways in because yeah. um, eventually she meets with Charles Napier. Oh, that's right. And, yeah, and because yeah. he's like, he basically is stuck to resorting to like stalking her. Yeah, pretty much. Because like, and but she knows he's there, but like he won't even sit at the same table with her at the right. restaurant. Right? And, you know, he's just always kind of around because he's like, well, I still have to keep an eye on her because. Mm-hmm. If yeah, anything's going to happen, it's yeah. going to involve her because the kidnappers haven't called and asked for money. They haven't done anything yet. But so he he sees that happen. And while she's meeting with Charles Napier, suddenly four guys run in just like they did in the... And it almost looked like the same guys that ran into the convenience store in the beginning. It very well could yeah, have been. And are pointing guns at him and her and yelling and saying... God, what what are they even saying at that point? Like when she's sitting with Charles Napier, it's it's bizarre. Like I mean, they they keep talking about this ceremony that's going to happen to honor mm-hmm. her husband, her fallen husband, where he, you know, Pied Piper the drug dealers out of this island or whatever, <laughs> and it's it's like they treat it like it's the most important thing. Like, yeah, like all of and. Even she, this is like what further, what's the opposite of endears? <laughs> she further like alienates herself from from us because like, like other than her initial like anger kind of reaction, which like I understand like that's a common reaction for a traumatic a thing, but mm-hmm. you know to the one guy who was trying to help you, it comes across extra bad. But yeah. like now that from like the second she, I mean she's all smiley and kind of flirty when she meets with Charles Napier, and it's like, dude, your daughter is kidnapped. In yeah. some, you know, general Caribbean island, probably not in a very good scenario. Have you seen movies like Broke mm-hmm. Down Palace? She's probably not in a very good place right now, you know. And it's like, 
and she's just like, oh, hey, you know, like we'll get to the ceremony. Yeah, it's very she, important. Yeah, she's and, and, and then like so he's like, he, and then it's like he's like, oh yeah, and have you heard anything about her daughter? It's like, oh, she's like, oh yeah, I'm supposed to be concerned. No, I haven't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's probably yeah. part combination of not very good actress, but combined with, yeah. you know, she's just the line she's given just makes her the most uncaring, unsympathetic person ever. Um, yeah, she's anyway, Barbara so, Bingham, by the way. We haven't even mentioned yeah. that, but you'd recognize her from Friday the 13th, part eight. Oh, totally. Oh, I w- totally would. Yeah. yeah. I celebrate that entire catalog. Part eight. Part eight. The um, most important part. Yeah. Is that Manhattan? But yeah, so they, so the guy, yes, it is actually. Okay. Yeah, but the guys run in, aim guns at them, and are yelling something. And meanwhile, Farley has gone like out to the lobby to make a phone call. Yeah, because he did this whole thing where he's like, who's that with her? And, you mm-hmm. know, like, so he, yeah. yeah that's so he's not in there when this happens, but he's like kind of coming back in. And as soon as they see him, they start shooting. And then he kills two of them. Right. Yeah. And, and the other Again, two run out of the building. Random public place in this island that has armed people run in into like well-established, nice place. Yeah. And he's, he's what's bad for tourism. Yeah. He's good and, for and, tourism. And, like, he's killing... Like how many guys did he kill? Yeah, on the honestly, beach? if he just like stayed there another six the months, he probably would have taken out the entire cartel. And, uh, does she yell at him at this point too? I don't. Or did we just think like, she get figure a that she did? No, the the somebody um, yells at he, him. About I think he interacts with Napier at this point. The local cop doesn't the local cops oh. show up and go, "You shouldn't have been here. You suck. Quit trying to help." Yeah. I thought he had a word with Napier or something too, but maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, I really don't remember, but I know, like, at some point they said, well, if he hadn't gone all John Wayne and scared them off, we would have followed them to where they were. No, that was local cop. Right. That was local cop. Yeah. And it's like, well, you had two that got away that you could have followed, right? Right. Yeah. You don't need them all alive. You just need one to tell the tale. But yeah, it, it's could have followed it's, like the scurrying guys back to their lair, yeah, yeah. Jesus. or just wing one and then yeah. then they go slower. It's easier to follow. Yeah. Again, he's the only one doing anything. Only one doing anything, and he gets absolutely berated for it at every turn. Yeah. But this is where he's like, all right, fuck everybody, mm-hmm. including her, because like I'm watching her reactions to all this, and it doesn't seem right. So he breaks into her hotel room in a, a prolonged <laughs> sequence yeah. where he, you know, takes a key from a maid maid's cart, and you know, I mean, this is old school keys, keys, and yeah. um, just goes in and like you know, puts a tap in her phone, and but it looks like he finds he- that there's already a tap in there. I thought, oh, is that what it was? I okay. thought that's I think, what he did. Was he removed the bug from her phone? Because okay. there's another scene a little bit later where you go, where there's a like oh, there's like another outsourced tape. call center dude is like, uh, it looks like we couldn't, uh, we're having trouble with the tap on her phone. Okay, mm-hmm. all right, yeah, I think that's what that was. But yeah, all right. so so she comes back and he has to hide in the bathroom, and that's when the kidnappers call and finally go. All right, we need twelve million dollars. Yeah, she's you get like, your daughter I don't back. Have that she's money. Like, what yeah. the fuck? Twelve million. She's like, yeah, you do. Go to this bank. You have this money. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay. Yeah. Well, well, and they go, we will send you a cassette tape that tells you our plan. <laughs> right. Goddamn cassette and, tape. and meanwhile, he's listening on the phone, and that's when she finally breaks down and actually shows some emotion that's like, fuck. Yeah. What is going on here? What have this I is what I'm into? saying. It's like this few seconds where it's like she might actually be a human. Because mm-hmm. um, there's a whole other section yeah. later where it's like, this is just gross. But this is also where he has to sneak out of the bathroom and get out of the room without her noticing. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like he, he kind of creeps around the corner and then there's a point where he freezes he's like should i try and comfort her and then he's like no wait nope. i broke into her room didn't i <laughs> yeah yeah, it, but, yeah like, would... but, but completely silently like you see all these emotions on his face yeah. like yeah uh, no 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 that's, a, that's a terrible yeah. idea why did i even i mean think she'd that stop idea? crying she might start screaming and yeah <laughs> actually call the police but she also keeps threatening to do the entire oh movie. god 
And she, he's like, I, you know, he, he never once said, I am the police. <laughs> I am the police assigned to you. No. So if you're going to call anybody, call me before you go yeah, somewhere. But, but there's so many scenes of her telling him, let the locals handle it. Right. You just need to get out of here. You need to not bother. And eventually, like, his his uh, his uh, police chief calls right. and says, you're done. Hey, man, like, I heard, heard about what's going with, on. You're done. Just just get out of there. Yeah. And he's like, nah, nah, I, I, I think I know what's going on here. But eventually he's like, he's, and there's a point where also where he confronts her and he's like, yeah, I think your husband's dirty. And I think this, I think Charles Napier's dirty. And I think basically everybody's dirty. And I think you know about it because you're just being a bitch for no reason to the one person who's trying to figure this out. Right. Yeah. She's just guilty by yeah, disassociation. And, because well, and she he's just got a point because like she keeps saying on. the local police will take care of it and they haven't yeah. done shit. So. Yeah, it's 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 bizarre, but yeah. Ultimately, she like she goes to the bank and gets the her, money, gets the money, gets twelve million dollars in like a normal gym sized duffel bag, which is no. not possible unless isn't isn't there a five thousand dollar bill that's no. like super rare? No, no they're uh, no longer in circulation. They were well, they right. were none of those big bills were in circulation even in nineteen ninety. Right, like it was the hundred dollar bill was the highest bill in circulation. Yeah, since exactly. like they took them out of like thousand yeah. dollar bills out of circulation in like the. 60s or 50s yeah basically or since credit cards kind of sure actually became a thing yeah and you didn't need to carry a goddamn thousand dollars in your pocket yeah i mean saying that's the only way 12 million dollars would fit into a bag this yeah. size would be 12 million dollars is a hundred and twenty thousand hundred dollar bills mm-hmm. that's a lot that's a lot that would fill the table we're sitting on and then some yeah I've seen those like in vegas they have those piles of look at a million dollars in under glass and it it's yeah, it's sizable. It doesn't fit in a totes bag. No, and it's to- it totes does not. And one human wouldn't be able to carry it. Yeah. So yeah, again, totally unrealistic movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, she gets the money. Uh, that that's the point where we know the police chief is in on it. Yeah, there's like there's a point where like she hasn't actually gone. She goes through this whole protracted thing where it's like goes to get a rental car and then he goes to get a rental car. And oh, then that's there, right. he gets there's, in a shootout. there's a shootout in like the parking garage where I guess he's going to get the rental car. Yeah. And like two, like a random guy was sent to kill him and they have a, a car chase and uh, they go through all of the fruit carts. Like mm. there's a, like <laughs> just, they basically go through a farmer's market of, of fruit yeah. carts. And uh, that's actually what makes the car spin out and flip is like, there are so many, <laughs> they run over tomatoes. There's, there's so many tomatoes on the ground that the car just loses traction and, and hits a ditch and flips over. Yep. And I, I apparently killing the driver and the guy that was the gunman uh, gets out and has a dislocated shoulder and he, you know, interrogates him by yanking on his arm. Of course. Um, like you do. And so he goes back to the hotel, which is strange because I don't know what the lady's waiting for, but I guess she has instructions. Because he basically goes back and confronts her and says something like, I, you know, I, I'm not entirely sure you're not in on this, but your husband was dirty. You know, it's pretty obvious mm-hmm. to me. Um, you know, I know that you've made a deal. He basically confronts her with, the, like, I, I was yeah. listening. I know you've made a deal. When's the meet? I need to be involved or because I, I don't trust any of this. I'm just in it for the little girl at this point. Mm-hmm. And this is when she basically just flips another emotionless switch where she's like, I will seduce him now. Like mm-hmm. it's like the, you could see the robot gears of like oh I need him on my side let me yeah and they have weird sexy time and for whatever reason he goes along with it I mean I I was really kind of half expecting him to be like what get off of me yeah like like I mean, he really should have well, and like and that's I'll, the thing like throughout he's just had this exasperated what the fuck ever yeah like kind of. like, like literally he probably would have said that at some point sure but he's just he's very very just sick of all this bullshit yeah. 
But he goes along with it, wakes up in the morning and just leaves a note, which we don't find out right away, but it's like, do whatever they say or, you know, something mm-hmm. like that. And so we go to what should be the end of the movie because they go, <laughs> they go to a foundry factory, some kind of place like that where all movies mm-hmm. like this should end to do the meetup and, and, um, like, she puts down the money and they do the whole like he, she gets the girl back and it's like it's yeah. good they We're, actually give her the girl yeah, back yeah and they're like they're starting to walk away and the uh the local uh, police commissioner is landing in a helicopter yeah and begins like trying to shoot at them and like no he, he doesn't even he's just oh, trying he to land the helicopter oh, and, and they, they go start, get that bitch like like yeah. she yeah she oh, notified okay. them because you know obviously right that's if you're right a that's right the helicopter comes in it's, and, it's and, in the kidnapper handbook you have to say no police Right, right, and if the police show up, you have to start shooting at the right, yeah, because you need to turn victims. your kidnapping into into murder, at least yes. at least single murder, if not double mm-hmm. or triple, right. yeah. So that because yeah. that's, so that's better. I mean, and meanwhile, Farley's there; he's like right. climbed up on top of a water tower, or something. right? Yeah, and he's he's basically poised and kind of just like he, thankfully he's doing the right thing. Like he's not like I'm here to take out everybody and save the day. He's here to like cover their escape, yeah. which is like again. Even though he, even though he seems to have, I wouldn't say zero fucks, but maybe one fuck given, like throughout the whole movie, like he knows how to do his. He's job. doing the right thing, like he's like, because that's the thing. It's like I was like, please don't turn this into the movie where it's like we've got to catch all these guys. Just get the bystanders safe. That's that's mm-hmm. job number one. Which is exactly what he does. He does, thankfully, and um, yeah. He, so like he they, kills they, multiple guys yeah, that come at, at them at them, like you know, trying to do the kidnapper rule book. For, well, right. he does shoot first, but they're. They're getting ready to yeah, shoot first. Gonna, so he's like, no, fuck this. Yeah. Blam. Blat, blat, blat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sniping guys with a handgun mm-hmm. on the mean, top of the water tower. It was 9mm, I think. Yeah. It's the record. That's why you get And he did yeah. lovingly clean it with... Oh, oh man. We missed one oh, of the shit. best scenes yeah, of the movie. Damn. He orders a salad. Oh, wait, wait. Like, before, like, he loses on. his gun okay. on the beach because of during the original shootout where the kidnapping, yeah. he dropped his gun when he got tagged. And he goes, but there's like, they, they actually bothered to like have a magic hour moment where he goes in the sunset of beach and it's perfectly, you know, empty. And we're like, we're thinking he's just having a moment. And then he bends down and like starts dusting he off like the sandy taps gun. He with his toe or yeah. something. He's like, oh, oh, oh there it is. That? Oh, there's, there's oh my gun. My gun. Yeah. Yay, my gun. <laughs> I missed you, gun. You know, it's like, you know, sand completely. Because I mean, this is like, time has passed. Like, yeah. we've yeah. probably gone through at least one tide cycle at this yeah. point. Right. And so like, his gun is completely full of sand. And so... He orders room service. <laughs> goes through the whole thing of like guy bringing this giant weird looking salad. It's a weird looking salad. Yeah. It looked like a, like like plantain leaves or something. Mm-hmm. It's a Caribbean but, salad. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's bizarre. But it comes with oil. It and comes the guy, with oil and vinegar. He's like, "Do you want me to put this on the salad?" He's like, "No, no, 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 no." no, 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 no. no. And he cleans it, he cleans his gun with vegetable oil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. Hey, you and do we're what like, you... this is a resourceful guy. He is. Like, but I, I like Farley. I, I, he just he takes his entire gun apart and just. Uh-huh. And, and, they, and they show, dressing. they show, like they get as technical with this as they do the robot cat feeder. Yep. So I, I don't know, but yeah, it's it's a good. Scene. So anyway, yes, yes. Back to the back to the climax, or mm-hmm. what should be the climax of the movie. Um, so like, girl and and mother are basically safe. Um, all of the drug dealers are getting gunned down either by Farley or the police chief, who mm-hmm. don't know that each other are there yet. I mean, they yeah, he probably suspects the police chief's there because he keeps hearing automatic gunfire and yeah. Um. And like kind of out of nowhere, like Napier shows up in a car and is like, "Good job, you murder everybody. Good, murder that guy over there. Good, we killed all yeah. the drug dealers. Give yeah, me the bag." And he's like, "Give me the bag of the money. Mission successful." And 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 we will note that Farley hasn't isn't seeing this part. Right, he hasn't. He, seen, Farley like, sees the yeah. police chief murder he's, the guy and take the money. Yeah, he's more concerned with like you know getting the people safe, mm-hmm. so he's doing that part of the job. But Napier like comes out from nowhere. 
Uh, and police chief's just like, all right, I'm getting back on a helicopter. I'm done here. Like, good job. Way to get the money, mm-hmm. you know, split it with you later. Um, <laughs> and the Napier just like, I did he even. I think it was like some little submachine gun. He had an like, Uzi. Yeah. yeah, he had a full size Uzi. He pulls yeah. it out of the trunk after he puts the money in. Yeah, and then just like shoots at the helicopter, and helicopter fucking blows up. And it's like, no. <laughs> no. For this movie's purposes, yes, yes, yes. Uh, so we yeah. got a, we got an explosion out of the deal. I'm not going to hate yeah. on it too much. Yeah, chop yes, the fireball out of it. Sure, but th- that's about the time. Like Fifty Cent would be proud. Yes, he he chucks he chucks the you know the the gun aside, and that's when. Um, Farley comes around the corner. He's like, "Fuck, blew up the copter." He's like, "That guy." He's like, "Who shot that guy?" <laughs> he's like, "I did." You know, it's like I, he was taking out the copter, right? And he's like, "How'd you even know we were here?" He's like, "Rodriguez, the police chief, told me." He's like, "Oh, okay, yeah, all right, yeah, that sure. seems that's be all right." And this is when the fairly mob- lot like he does a good job of not fucking that up. Like, yeah, that never happens. Usually, it's like. Uh, it was me. I killed him, and that's right. where the like the heel turn happens. That's yeah. what I was saying. That that's how this movie should have ended. Because like he's like, all right, that seems reasonable. Well, yeah. let, let's get them out of here. And, yeah. You well, know. but first, when the mom and the kid come around the corner, the mom goes, "You started shooting at people. Oh what yeah. What were yeah. you doing?" And he's like, "They were and, about and, to shoot you." And the little girl says it. She's like, "Uh, mommy, that guy was going to kill both of us." Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. She's gone back into the original mode, like not that we just had sex mode. Yeah. Like, she's back into, like, the original, like, why are you doing your job mode. Yeah. Angry that he shot two people that were approaching them with guns with intent to kill. Mm-hmm. And she is pissed at him about this. Yep. But super happy to see Jack Napier, or Charles Napier. Oh, yeah. Jack Napier is a different guy. Yeah. Yes, it is. But, uh, yeah. So so they get in the car and drive off. And we're like, huh. Well, that's a weird way to end this. But wait. But wait. There's, there's more. more. Yeah. A lot more. Because... There's another then, like three hours of movie left. He at this gets point. like it's another the longest call. 89 minute movie oh my I've God. ever he, seen. He gets like, I mean, this should be the end of the movie, but then like he gets another call and they do this whole thing like, you need to go home. And then some people come up and they're like, no, you need to go home. And then it's like, we got to go to this super important award ceremony. Finally. And that whole thing happens. And there's, there's not quite a ticker tape parade, but there's people outside with American flags. Cheering. There are and, way too many people. And there's who care limos about this. and, and like, I swear it like seemed like they were taking awards footage from like actual things at a moment because yeah. like there was one crowd shot where it's like is that Shirley MacLaine <laughs> like, mm. <laughs> like just for a second I was like did they like s- you know get some yeah footage here because like it's she weird. happened to be in Cabo yeah whatever I, I don't know but like so yeah, like they do the, this the only bit of anything that's worthwhile that's imparted here is that she tells she tells Charles Napier yeah I know my husband was crooked now right I'm only doing this so that my daughter still thinks he's a hero right he's like well you know the his country probably needs to think he's a hero too. And, yeah. Um, so like Farley does this whole half ass, like I'm going to get into the award ceremony slash confront these people. But really all it serves is like, Oh, you don't have an invitation, sir. Wait here. And he waits for them to show up. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Hey, can you get me in there? And they're like, you're not dressed for the part. And we're done. That yeah. whole fucking scene is done. That whole big pomp and circumstance thing. We've been talking about the entire movie yeah. is done for just all basically it him to is the- gives us, it gives him a minute to be nice to the girl again. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, this is the kind of thing in, in like, you know, in a weird, in like a hero cop movie where like the cop is actually kind of stalking the bad guy just to mm-hmm. get on their nerves and make them screw up. Yeah. Like this would be where this was, but like he doesn't really do that. He's just kind of like, hey, let me in. He's like, nah, you're kind of dressed like a schlub. All right. Later. Bye. Yeah. You know, 
Hey girl, we'll talk for a second again. Yeah, he doesn't even give a like a ho. Oh well, you know, if I had twelve million dollars, I'd buy a better suit too. Yeah, Yeah, nothing like you know, nothing like that. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Could you loan me twelve million dollars? Yeah, something like that. You could. I mean, there's just so many jokes you could make there, or things you know that you could say. But no, still not done because like this award ceremony happens, and then there's a whole prolonged thing where they actually are leaving, Mm -hmm. and. There's a there's basically a point where he runs into a couple of FBI guys outside the airport when they're about to leave, and they're like, "We know about uh, Napier's character. I don't know he had a name, but um, yeah. we know about him. Um, well, you know, there's not really anything we can do. We just need to let us handle it, or we're going to put you under arrest." Mm-hmm. And then there's this whole thing where like he's going to the car, and he he says goodbye to the lady and the daughter, and it's like I can't go with you. My job takes me all over the world. I you know I'm a diplomat. This is Charles Napier. Yeah, Charles Napier. He's yeah. like you know my job takes me all over the world. I can't go back to Miami with you. You know we'll meet again one day. They won't um, <laughs> because yeah. like the FBI well, guys or whatever weird they are because it almost feels like there was some kind of romantic relationship there. Yeah. I don't know because they they were like, oh, you're not coming with us. Yeah, you know? and, pretty much. Yeah, like it's yeah. it's strange. Like like I said, it's just she hates Farley, you know, so much, but immediately falls for Napier for no apparent reason to yeah. us, the audience. Um, so like he half has a tear tearful goodbye. He's going to his car, and we like it does this whole like we're you know we're watching Farley talk to the FBI guys, and then it's like camera focus, like you know mm-hmm. camera shift over well, to them and it's like oh we're following him them now and they do this whole like the condor is coming out of the building the condor is mm-hmm. going to his car yeah thing. because because while they're doing like they're threatening to arrest it like yeah farley is leaving uh-huh. he's leaving and they're like you took too long to leave right you're we're- under arrest and he's like for what and they're like well just just stay out of this matter yeah and then they just let him walk away despite saying we're about to arrest you. Yeah, they start to read him his rights. He's like, I know my rights. Don't don't tell me yeah. those, you know. Yeah. But then they pan over to them and they're doing Yeah, the like I said, it just, it just does like it shifts focus in the movie kind of thing. And like we're following Charles Napier slash these FBI guys. Yep. They basically he walks to his car, he puts the money in the trunk, puts the key in the car and And we know what happens. Boom. Boom. And the only the good thing about this good shot. Good explosion. No, yes. the, the good explosion, but they bother to put the fiery corpse, the, the charred yep. corpse in the front seat. And they show it. Oh, yeah. Like, cl- like They linger on it for oh, a few they seconds. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like the door's Rolling blown flames, off. Yeah. You see the arm still hanging on to More the like steering Charles wheel. Crispier. Yeah. 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 No. no. Nope. Yes. And then cut to him landing in Miami. <sighs> it's still not over because yeah. like they have to land in the, in the airport in Miami and he meet, meets up with his chief. Yeah. Yeah, and he has to say goodbye mm-hmm. to her and say, "Oh, we don't run in the same circles." I yeah, I she, doubt well, we're going to see each well, other. Well, like again. almost like she had like a sense, like, "Oh, Charles Napier just blew up in a car." Like, I don't know, you want to get together sometimes? He's like, "Nah, nah, I don't think so." Yeah, but yeah, then he meets with his with his chief, and the chief hands him a newspaper and is like, "Hey, I figured you'd want to see yeah, this." Yeah, look, and it's basically like, "Hey, Charles Napier got blown up by drug dealers." Mm-hmm. And he goes, "Huh," and then he misquotes the end of Casablanca. Yep. And she says, what? And he goes, ah, I heard it in a movie I once. I think this is beginning to look like the start of a wonderful friendship. Yeah. yeah or something and the like, yeah. like, what the fuck are you talking yeah. about? He's like, oh, it's from a movie. It would have been funnier if the chief was like, are you trying to quote Casablanca? Because that's yeah. totally fucking wrong. <laughs> yeah, that would have been, uh, in a better written movie, yeah. yes, that would have happened. Yeah. But... And then, it, and, and then, then they walk out of frame. <laughs> they walk out of frame, and, and, it and then freeze, freeze frame. frame. It freeze frames on random ass fuckers, like on two people waiting on the like, escalator. No, I thought it was like the baggage carousel. Or I don't know, like, something like, like that. It's the dumbest fucking thing. Yeah, it's the dumbest. Through the whole, frame. The, the whole credits, and we love a end a movie on a freeze frame. Well, yeah, I mean, it this should be it like, should be a jumping high five freeze frame. That should be the end yeah. of every movie. 
but no. This no, one they just end on people too waiting on their baggage. And like a guy it was an escalator because there was a guy like halfway yeah. up an escalator, yeah. Oh my god. Yep. And then Ew. and then we we're just like, oh my god, the long national nightmare is over. <laughs> yeah, because like the first forty alright, we're up to rating. There's no yeah. Scargrove, there's no incense, there's none of those peripheral awards. I'm gonna go ahead and rate it because I'm I have mm-hmm. I have thoughts on my head. Yeah. Like the first forty five minutes or so, it's hard to tell with the the pacing of the movie are are good. Like I, I was enjoying this movie. Like the stupid robot cat feeder, and like, despite her terrible attitude, like the, mm-hmm. just the random like gunfights and and people with armed armed invaders that would come into the scene around him was fun. Because I was like, this is yeah. this is insane. This makes no sense. Why was why does violence just follow this this dopey not you know zero fucks mm-hmm. giving cop? But then it's like this whole like the you know, return of the king fucking ending happens to this movie and it's like <laughs> what the Seven shit endings um because i i, I before we started recording i, I was likening this to this is like a, a like a ill uh prepared for book report where like someone gets up and they're like they do the whole thing and it was supposed to be five minutes long and they realize they've only done three or two and a half mm-hmm. and they're like um and the the whale was big and there was a guy he was really obsessed with getting it, <laughs> and um, he was gray. The, the whale was gray. I don't, did I tell you that part? <laughs> like, I mean, that just feels like the rest of this movie where like they realized they, they told the whole story. They're like, yeah. shit, this had to be 90 minutes, and they got it to 129. We're like, all right, fuck, cut. We're done. Close enough. Um, so I, I don't know. Like As a weird novelty thing, I would – I can barely give this jocks. Like, I mean, I think just because like things need to be seen in this movie, just know that – like it's going to end terribly. So I think I'm almost inclined to give it two jocks, but that's too high. I have to go one. Like I have to be like the barely recommend because like mm-hmm. there are things in it that are better, but like that last 30, 20, 20 to 30 minutes is a fucking slog. Yeah. It just really is. And it just brings the whole thing down. So yeah, one, I barely award you one jocks. And may God have mercy on yours. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not as generous as you. This is okay. a two, two bags. Okay. Like, like, despite cat robot feeder and... and a cat and, robot and, feeder and, alone cannot save a movie. Yeah, and mm-hmm. burning be Chuck fair. Napier corpse. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just, there's not enough. I mean, this this is on... Like, I thought that the time code had to have been wrong. And, sure. like, it was still going somehow past an, an hour and 29 minutes because I swear to God, I thought we were there at least two hours watching this. And that's not ever what you want no yeah and and it's just i i i enjoy him being just annoyed by people like his attitude farley's attitude throughout the movie but that it just it doesn't redeem enough of it because god it there's just too much bullshit that and too much just repetition of the same shit and nobody learning anything new from any of it that yeah it's two bags i i couldn't see myself watching it again it's weird. I'm kind of like back and forth between one bags and one jocks um, on this movie. It's that last third is a or last act, I guess, uh, is a real slog, um, and I just really kind of annoying. But at the same at the same time, like there's some stuff that's really kind of charming and endearing. Like I really like um, I really like Farley's character. He's like. He's not your typical, like, he's not necessarily a jaded cop. Mm-hmm. He's just, like, 
been around the block and he well the the like, short time that we spent with him i mean if that's his life where everywhere he goes there's a massive fucking firefight yeah i'd be pretty like downtrodden too just yeah, like I'm, well he's seen, not like they're seeing some shit and then there's just like god damn it well, well that's just the thing he's not violence? even exasperated no. like he's, he's just, just like uh, sorry. um he's not even exasperated he's just like ah this is this is the way it is and i'm he's just a gonna reluctant hero yeah I guess. Like, he, he saves the people because he's like, I got to save these people. Like, like I don't want to be that guy. This is my job, so I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's just, he's resigned, I guess, to the fact that this is the way things work in the world. Um, but he's not, like, loose cannon on the edge. Mm-hmm. He's not. Not really. Um, you know, he's not, like, crazy alcoholic wild guy. He's just... You yeah, know. I don't think he touches a drop of alcohol in the whole movie. No. But, I mean, t- no. basically, he was on duty, so to speak. You yeah. Know? But he's like, he's just, I've seen all this shit before. There's nothing new under the sun. Regular-ass cop that happens to have, you know, a couple good one-liners here and there. And I, I find that super fascinating uh, because you don't see that very often. Um, So because of that, like, I really think that at least the first 25, 35 minutes of this movie should probably be seen. But the rest of it is kind of throwaway. I mean, there's some stuff, like, if you wanted to, you could probably cut 40 minutes out of this movie and make it a, you know, make it definitely worth seeing. And that's that's that happens so often, is that these movies go on longer than they should. Like, they should be shorts, but for some reason, they need to like get a film to feature length to get the tax credit or whatever, right? Um, or to be able to write it off. Well, I but, mean, we made the reference earlier, but like, I mean, this I don't, honestly feels like it was an episode of Miami Vice. Like they yeah. took they took a forty five minute episode and tried to stretch it into a movie because they're I mean, early in Miami Vice's run, there's an episode that's almost the same kind of thing of like, oh, we needed you to go international, like when there's no fucking reason for them to just right. because like. We're gonna go to Cuba or wherever for like a, th- a, a thing for a location shoot. It's sweep week. We're going, you know, right wherever Caribbean Hawaii, Island. yeah, Caribbean Island, yeah. yeah. So like, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, this feels like they just like, oh yeah, this this is too they, like they, there was in the reject pile of the Miami Vice script because like it was too close to another episode. I don't know. It's just it's it's unfortunate. Yeah, it's 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 weird. Um, but I'll go ahead and give it a single jocks and that is only just because i recommend seeing this character and like just see a different way of doing the been around the block cop mm-hmm. and um and of course to see like uh, what's her name's crazy freakouts about him just doing his fucking job mm-hmm. sure so that's yeah, all i got yeah if you ever want to just hate on a character in a movie she's she's a good one yeah <laughs> she- yeah so, yeah, uh, she's basically unlikable in almost every single way. Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, break time. Yeah. Okay. yeah. All right, welcome back. Hey, hey. Bamcast. Bamcast. Second half. Have to. Second mm-hmm. half. We're so, talking about movies. 
and, and other stuff. things and correspond with people. Yeah, we do all that. Um, I watched a documentary. Did you? Over the weekend. I watched Jiro Dreams of Sushi. Oh, you did. I've seen that. Yeah, that's really good. It is. It's basically about the guy who is like the Michael Jordan of sushi. Pretty much. But he's like 80 years old. And it's kind of, it becomes this interesting story about what it takes to be the absolute best in the universe at something and how it, what it takes to maintain that every single day Mm -hmm. and basically never take a day off from being that guy who's the best. But it also is a story about all the people who kind of live in the shadow of that, especially his oldest son, who in Japanese tradition is the one who takes over the business, Mm -hmm. you know, and there's a, there's a really interesting interview with a former apprentice of, of Jiro's who basically says like, in order for him to get judged well, he has to be twice as good. And then people will go, all right, that's good. That matches him. If he's even at the same level, everyone will say it sucks just because it's not Jiro doing it anymore. Right. And it's just crazy to think about that poor guy. And it's almost like you can kind of tell how beaten down he is. The oldest son. Yeah. 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 But Jiro just seems like the coolest guy too. He does. But he's also like the most laser focused guy you're probably ever going to see. And the, the, one of the really fascinating things about that to me was, um, the fact that he, like, it's only like a 10 seat restaurant, isn't it? Yeah. It's a, it's, it's the tiniest, seats. tiniest restaurant in the world, and you can't get in there. Um, yeah, it's it's at least a month. Like my wife and I already agreed. She's like, if we ever win the lottery, like we're going there, right? And I said, yeah. Well, hopefully we do it right? before he dies. Yeah, but yeah, but it's like ten courses, and it's uh, a, God, what is it like thirty thousand yen? It's about two hundred fifty bucks. Yeah, to, it, and and it's like a course. Like he, you don't order it's like no, here's he, what you're presented with tonight you it's are served 20 different right not rolls but it's the it's more sashimi it seemed like yeah. the majority of it was sashimi style yeah but yeah like just knowing the exact temperature like all, everything they do is they, and that and that's another thing like you're you're even supposed to like he hands it to you you put it in your fucking mouth right then and eat yeah. it because he is handing it to you the moment before it is ready. Mm-hmm. Like, and he knows that. And he knows every little piece about every little thing he's doing. It's, it's such a fascinating thing. Yeah. Like, and another thing, and you see this when they, when they talk about uh, Japanese food and sushi uh, in particular. Like, how important the rice is. And like, I think The Apprentice talked about how long he washed rice for Jiro. Mm-hmm. before he was good at it. Like, and it was like oh, yeah, seven he, or eight yeah. years that he before was just he said, washing yeah, rice. Good. Like, yeah. that's mind-blowing. Yeah. But it's, it's a really, it's a very interesting, and it's also well shot. Like, it's digital, I guess, but it's just, it's, there's a lot of nice slow motion of like them setting the sushi down, and then you see it kind of rest just a little bit. Right. And, yeah, it's just crazy though because he's just this old guy in this restaurant in the subway terminal. It's like off the side of a subway yeah. in Tokyo. But and and the guys at the market who will only sell certain cuts to him, 
mm-hmm. because they know like, okay, if there's anybody who's going to know how to do this the best, it's going to be him. But yeah, yeah it's, it's, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, sashimi is just the fish, right? Yeah. Sashimi is just the fish. Yeah. So yeah, it's just sushi then that he serves. Yeah. And there are very few roles because in, in, right. In the U.S., at least, it's like all the sushi we get is basically rolls. Like it's right. it's you always see on the menu they have it in the style where it's okay. This mm-hmm. is the ball of rice, and we've placed this cut on top of it. But the U.S., it's like no, we just shoved all that shit in a roll and wrapped it up. <laughs> right. We like stuff wrapped up in other yeah. things. That's mm-hmm. we like tacos and burritos and yep. paninis yeah. or yeah. whatever. But it's just it's euros. Mm-hmm. It's one of those very good documentaries that's not necessarily Euro like. of lamb. Yeah. <laughs> nice. But uh, it's one of those documentaries where if you look at it on the surface level, it's just about an old guy making sushi. But if you look at it on like an allegorical level where it can talk about any profession and how it's so easy for any of us to just coast, you know, and just, I went to work. I don't even remember what I did today, but I got paid for it. You know, whereas this is the guy who that never enters his brain ever. Like, and, and there's the fact that he just, he fucking loves making sushi. Yeah. Like, that's what's so cool about it is he's like, no, like, why would I do anything else? Like, this is the best. Mm-hmm. I love doing this. And he, he does it because he, he likes it. He like is good at it. Like, yeah, he cares about the quality of the product. It's yeah. But yeah, but you better be good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because they're like to work for him, you basically have to be subjecting yourself to a guy who's never going to be happy with what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And for that one, it's almost it's it's if it was any if it was, if he was mean about it, it would I would think it would be abusive. Yeah, it almost, doesn't seem like because he's a jerk it's like about it's it. like that whole abusive behavior where it's like somebody can be an asshole and asshole and asshole, and then that one time they're nice, you're like, oh, that's the greatest greatest, greatest thing they've ever said yeah. to me, you know? And it's like, yeah, it's kind of like that, but you know that he damn well means it right when he says yeah good job on the rice or yeah this rice is okay (laughs) right even that they're like yes i'm the best (laughs) at sushi and rice making yeah because the one dude he's like yeah i cried that day (laughs) when he said he liked my rice so well i mean you work for and that's a thing that that's just so foreign to a lot of people is Mm -hmm. like a lot of people don't work at a craft a lot of people work at a job Mm-hmm. Um, we're basically like fleshy robots, um, but when you work at a craft, like you you put in that kind of time, you know, you put in seven years into yeah. There's no way learning. to learn it other than doing it over and over and over and over and over. It's like the ten the ten thousand hours theory yep. of you know getting. I forget what level of proficiency they they give ten thousand hours, but like you're pretty much the best you're ever going to be once you've done something for 10,000 hours. Um, but something like that is a craft and you put time into it and, and effort. And when you work at something like that, as opposed to, you know, like a lot of us do just showing up to your job, then recognition of competence in that means, mm-hmm. I think, a lot more. Like, yeah. feels good to get an attaboy when you're, you know, when you're putting in your eight hours a day, you know, doing spreadsheets, but mm-hmm. when you're honing a, you know, honing a skill and you get recognized for it, I think it means a little bit more. Yeah. But yeah. It's, it's, I would definitely recommend that very much. 
And it's very weird that that guy went on to make, uh, oh God, what is the name of the horror movie? Oh. Zero Dreams of uh, Nightmare on Euro Street. No, it's the weirdest one. It's the one that's got like, uh, oh God. Now I have who, to look it who up. Who can IMDb faster? Yeah. Because I have to look up the director and then what he did next. David Gelb. I, Lazarus Effect. God, why was that not in my head? Yeah, Lazarus Effect. The one with like Olivia Wilde where they bring her back to life and... Oh, like, I don't think I ever saw that one. Yeah, like, like he made like it's so weird that he made this amazing documentary, and he had basically done documentaries before that, and then goes and makes this weird horror movie that nobody liked. Okay, so I don't get it. Hey, I, I you know I I don't like people that like pigeonhole themselves into one genre. I mean, that's why Danny Boyle is one of my probably my favorite working director right now. Is like he never makes the same movie twice. Yeah, it's this is true, good or bad. I mean, it's just you know not doing the same thing again. But. Yeah, but it it apparently that's a very big step down. But I would recommend Zero Dreams of Sushi. Sure, everybody. sure. It's I mean, a very interesting. I'd say they're all good steps, but I mean, at least they're different steps. I don't know, who knows? Maybe it's the next thing you make another documentary and get back into it. Um. So uh, I got a little bit of a uh, talk about a documentary, but more about the actual product. Um. Last week, I believe it was we were talking about the uh, Star Wars Despecialized editions. Yeah. Um, and Disney threatening to maybe possibly put something like that out. Yeah. Uh, um, so I, I, I went and hunted and found the things, these, these files that are out there on the internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, find them how you will. Uh, but before you that. You already owned several copies of regular yeah, like Star Wars. Like you, One might say that, yes. Everyone over 10 has owned at least one copy of Star Wars at this point. Yeah. It just happens. Right. Like you don't even try, it happens. Yeah. Yeah, had I known, I, I, I never actually owned a, a letterbox copy of the original unaltered ones, but man, I wish I could go back in time, and I don't care if they're VHS. <laughs> I saw a VHS ones. That's what I'm saying. I still my, have my, my v- I, I think I finally threw away my VHS ones that were not altered, but that's because they were pan and scan, and they, mm. they did some terrible pan and scanning uh, back then. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. really digital, you know, side-to-side shit. So, um Anyway, I just I hunted these down, and uh, but there's also a quick. It's only like twenty minutes, but there's a little twenty minute YouTube video that kind of talks about the process of doing this of the despecialized. Yeah, and, I've seen a little bit of that, like was, where they do side by sides. It was and, pretty fascinating because I mean they talked about like all of the sources they went through and the things that they did, and it's obviously it's obviously not a huge time commitment, but but time commitment for you to watch it. It's a it looks like a giant life changing thing that this guy has done basically because mm-hmm. it's, it's more or less one guy that's running all this i mean I'm, I'm sure other people have contributed certain things and the, the the video talks about certain people writing certain algorithms to clean up this or do this or whatever but it's kind of one guy running the show and and anywhere you look like everyone pretty much acknowledges that <laughs> so as for the product i mean it, it's it's pretty amazing i mean like they they go so far as to just everything you can think of to take it back to the theatrical versions is there. Like removing episode four, a new hope from your first one. Like wow. everything Going is all out. Yeah. All out like this. Um, and cause the thing talks about it. They were like, they were showing clips of the 77 Oscars and just all the technical awards and things that star Wars won just time after time. It was called up there onto the stage for the music and the sound effects. And then just showing examples of the various edits, changing the music. 
you know, like this is award-winning music. Now you have changed it. You've, you've stretched it out because the scene is longer and you've had to change the music and the sound cues and all of the things that like the whole world was like, we love this, give it all of the awards and you have now altered it. And it's not mm-hmm. fair that we can't see the thing that was given all the accolades originally, yeah. you know? So I don't know. There, it's interesting little documentary and, and man, they, at least, uh, you know, original Star Wars episode four, whatever we want to call it is, that's had the most time and, and energy put into it. Like it's, it's up to like a new revision. Cause I guess he's also not only been doing this, but like making changes along the way. Oh really? Cause like the, like empire strikes back and return of Jedi are still like version one of the D specialized, oh, wow. but like the new hope or whatever is like 2.5. And it's so like empire strikes back. Do they, do they keep the, like when they're running through the corridors and Bespin near the end, do they keep the open, area ones or do they go back to the cuts no, where it's, it's like all, closed off it's all it, 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 seriously anything you can think of other than like you know maybe fixing some matte boxing and things like that like the the actual complaints one might have with the special effects mm-hmm. are they are are maybe are fixed but like everything else is original like okay everything like cut out even the good like anything that even could be considered good like i thought they did a good good job with showing the wampa eating the tauntaun like yeah that was done it was practical effects that's out like it's just <laughs> fuck that shit it's it's new it's different get it out of here yep yeah so, so these are definite purist yeah versions it's of these damn movies. like i said this is the like no just cleaned up but best version of original movies okay and so especially the first one alone is worth checking out like the MKV that's out there is like 18 gigs. <laughs> it's, oh, man. Seriously, like, oh, it's Jesus. like, yeah, they were like, we're not fucking around. This is, mm-hmm. this is super high quality. That's 4K. Yeah. Well, maybe uh, not that much, but it's, it's up okay. there. I think it's, it's like, that is a lot of gigabytes. Like, it's, it's like an uncompressed 1080p, practically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it looks, you've watched them and they look, it looks really good. Look really good. Yeah. I mean, the other ones aren't quite, like I said, they aren't as, they aren't as high as file size and they aren't as, like, as much care has been put into them yet. I think that's, you know, Empire's Next and then, you know, take all the... I think what happens is, like, this actually started some years ago and the original version was, you know, new things have come along. New mm-hmm. shit has come to light and that he's redoing things with some of the Blu-ray footage, which looks good when it's not fucked with. It's fucked with, you know. Yeah. Huh. Well, good. Interesting. So you would recommend that to people? I would. Were but they to... Were you to do some searching and yeah. stuff and... Be careful! Don't get letters from your internet service provider. Just that's all. <laughs> I hate those letters. Yeah. Anyway, oh, all right. Maybe. You want some uh, what? Nothing. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I virtually heard you say something. Yeah, I don't know. that was private. Uh never mind. So emails. First one. We only got it. We're only going to do a couple. We're going to save some because some have uh, Chuck-related content. Ooh. Or or content that Hot Chuck would Chuck like content. Chuck would like to address. Chuck tent. Yes. Chuckity Chuck. You don't want to see his Chuck tent. <laughs> no. No. First one up is from Birdie. Hey Birdie. Who says, uh, finally sober enough to fully recommend animation 2.0. Uh, Birdie is like the animation truther right now. <laughs> Birdie is just like, you guys are gonna do animation one way or another. Guys, you don't understand. <laughs> animation can be good. It can't. We just haven't found it yet. But he says, hey, guys, it's Birdie like the squaw. Steve, since our last missive, I was able to see the movie Un Goyo con Mucho mucho Suevos. And I have to say, it's hilarious. Like I said before, it's a bunch of silliness wrapped around a bunch of great movie references. I think part of the charm is the movie being in Spanish. It really feels like a third-rate DreamWorks movie, but the humor and action works in its favor. 
I did some research and learned that this movie is the third in a trilogy and the first time the characters were done entirely in CG. I'm looking forward to seeing the first two movies as long as they are subtitled. I'm considering this movie the John Wick of Mexican animated features and it's definitely a must-see. Okay, so he's just going back and talking about what he talked about last week. I was like, didn't we yeah. do this yeah. already? Yeah. yeah. Apparently okay. he had not seen it at that oh, point. Oh, so he's seen okay. It now okay. And he said, yes, okay. he wants us to see it. Gotcha. He yes, says, P.S., this Bruce features Stewart. a chicken version of Bamcast alumni Chuck Norris and Jean Claude Van Damme. Mm. Okay. So, Birdie wants us to see that movie really bad. So maybe we'll see what we can do. One day when it's on uh, The Rays of Blue. Subtitled, we may watch it here. We'll see. Uh, another follow-up, actually, and this one's from Brandon, who says, Ice-T is better than Ice Cube, an additional clarification. Oh, okay. It says, BMFers, Brandon again, just wanted to explain that, sign off for my last email since some more. Ice-T is featured as a pretty awesome one-episode character in a hilarious dark sci-fi animated comedy show called Rick and Morty. I don't want to give away the gag, but it's incredible. <laughs> Always stay around for the after credit scene. If you guys like dark anime humor, can't recommend it enough. Co-created by Dan Harmon of Community Fame. It's one part community, one part Futurama, mixed together with some really dark humor. Crash and Burn, Brandis Circu- Brandon Circus Jolly Brewer, sent using a Nintendo Power Glove. P.S. Get your ass away from Ghosts of Mars. <laughs> uh, somebody described either on one of the social medias, uh, Rick and Morty as like the animated Doctor Who if uh, like just a fucked up animated doctor who like if they stopped giving so many fucks on doctor who um i think they have <laughs> no i mean <laughs> oh okay i mean like there's a it's fucking dark okay rick and morty is it's like there was a i think the first couple episodes were like okay this is just going to be a weird series you know with these two and, you know, like, family shenanigans. And then it's like, nope, we're on Adult Swim, and we're going to get weird. And I don't want to describe anything. Like, I don't want to give anything specifically away. But um, I will tell you there is there is interdimensional uh, travel. Okay. And shit gets dark. All right. Um, like the darkest timeline? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, maybe like the darkest timeline, yeah. Okay. Uh, that's, that's a good, yeah. But I recommend it. I think it's funny as shit. Um, I did not know what to think of it that first couple episodes, Mm. but anyhow. Anyhow. All right. So, you want to give us some contact information so people can contact us and get in on all that Chuck action next week? Boy, do I. Well, go ahead then. Okay. Thank you. Um, BMFcast.com. Look at the buttons on the right-hand rail. That's all our social stuff. Uh, Email is BMF at BMFcast.com. The Garfield phone BMF cast hotline is 9105-JOX-BMF or 910-556-9263. Oh, sweet. Thanks. That was so concise, I wasn't prepared for you to be done. I know. The days of my long-windedness are still upon us, but not for the contact information. (laughs) (laughs) You took a while to get there. (laughs) (laughs) That's the joke. (laughs) Yep. All right. Well, let's get out of here, shall we? Okay. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. And this is Bamfcast Out. <laughs>